All right, Tolkien. Change my mind about Sam. Nope, the second word is master. From WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 32, all about the taming of Smeagol. Chapter 1, Book 4 of The Two Towers, being the 32nd part of That's What I'm Talking About, nearly forgot that. Hello, my name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by my friend Bethany Pyle. Not that my other guests aren't also friends. But... I'm the best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> And um, this uh, Bethany is my guinea pig because I'm using a not new computer. In fact, it's very old. It's just a different computer. And I was like, hey, you want to come record? Because I need to I need to figure out whether or not this computer is capable of recording. And I'd rather do that with the person IRL versus trying to panic over Skype <laughs> when it goes down. That's true. And be like... Uh, it's a lot easier for me to come back over if there is a crisis. Which is so true. I got this you. is true. This is future Mary Clay jumping in to say it's a little bit scary how we foreshadowed what would happen approximately 30 minutes later. You'll see what I mean. I'm also doing a backup recording on an iPad. It's fine. <laughs> we're, we're prepared, folks. Nothing will stop the pod. But there was indeed a thing. That would stop the pod. All right, cool. So we are in, we're officially in the part that I've been dreading the Long most. Long awaited. Uh, oh, and I also realized this is, this is also very perfect timing for you to come back mm-hmm. on because like the last you and I together left the story, mm-hmm. it picks up exactly where it left off. Oh, I didn't think about that. Because we, you came on for the end of Fellowship, yep. and mm-hmm. that was where we saw Frodo and Sam go into the unknown. Into the unknown. <laughs> God, it's so good. And then here they are again. Here they are, right where we... So guess guess who's back? Back, back again. Street, back. This is gonna be a musical episode. <laughs> it will be. And I, 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 listeners, I'm gonna preface this with: I don't hate Sam. I don't hate Frodo. And I'm not going into this part of the book being like, oh, I'm gonna hate this, and this is gonna be awful. I'm definitely not looking forward to it. <laughs> But I'm definitely going, I, I'm going into this with Tolkien, change my mind. Mm-hmm. Do some That's cool good. stuff Open to minded. make me excited. But by the same token, I need everyone to know that when we were getting settled in just now, I opened my book and I was like, wow, you picked a really good chapter. This one was really fun. And Mary Clay gave me a look and just went, oh. Yeah, I said, oh, did we read the same chapter? <laughs> I was legitimately nervous that you act, that... I accidentally told you the wrong chapter. Oh, that would be awkward. Oh, also I'll be inserting clips of audio from when I was reading because I decided to do another reaction thing going because I was like, I bet I'll have a lot of, I don't know, groans and sighs (laughs) and stuff. And I did. First, it would help if I turned to the right chapter. The Taming of Smeagol. Also, is it, is it? Smeagol, or is I don't, I don't know why, but I want to say Are you gonna, Schmeagol? Schmeagol? <laughs> I was gonna say, see, that's legitimate. Are you gonna throw some other ridiculous like Smeagol? His name is pronounced Smeagol. Smeagol. I don't know. I mean, if we want to pronounce it the way Smeagol, 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 Smeagol. I like that. Let's go with that one. Yeah. Smeagol. The taming of Smeagol, or Schmeagol. Or schmeagle. Now I just want a a nice bagel with a schmear. So, yes, we jump in with Sam and Frodo. Thankfully, it's three days later instead of like, Sam and Frodo looked back as they rowed the boat and they noticed uh, another boat floating off. (laughs) 
with a body in it, it looked like. That was weird, wasn't it? I wonder what that is. (laughs) I'm sure they're okay. (laughs) I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's normal. Normal. Happens all the time. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was like thankful for the time jump that we don't have to watch them figure out what they're doing. But oops, we actually spend a good portion of this chapter watching them stumble around and figure out what they're doing yep. anyway. Which is pretty much all they've been doing since, since we left. Yes. Them. Yes. Yes. They're hopeless. Sam is not particularly helpful right now because all he does right now is say like, "Wow, what a what a situation we are in." Isn't that right, Frodo? What a sticky situation. I mean, he's not wrong. And I'm like, Sam, like the least helpful thing a person can do when you're in when you're when you're experiencing a problem is to be like wow this is a big problem it's like i'm aware i'm aware this is a big problem but he's he's hopeful eventually i won't jump too far ahead but <laughs> he gets helpful he does things he comes through oh the other thing is that like i said i went i'm going into this like open mind change my mind about sam mm-hmm. and then the second word of this chapter is master Oh, I have thoughts on that, though. We're, we'll get to that later on. Okay, okay. But, um... But that is... Is it that, like, Sam is getting jealous that, that Frodo is replacing Gollum as his dog friend? Sort of, but Similar no, thoughts. Not at all. Okay, okay. Um, anyway, but, yeah. I also, I struggle with chapters like this a lot, because I'm really bad at visually placing myself in, like... The wild. Oh, I have zero idea where this they are. This whole chapter's like, oh, and they come to a cleft in the in the wall. I'm literally in my head also, picturing like it just the the wall just. Tolkien uses open. a lot of like weird specific words yeah. that are descriptors of like landscape mm-hmm. or mountains yeah. or whatever. And I'm I like, I don't know what that looks like. Like he kept and he kept describing problem, like he kept describing parts of the mountain or rock as sheer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? Because I'm pretty sure I highlighted a couple parts where I, I in my notes. So I'll get to those specific moments when I'm like, what yeah. does that word mean? Yeah. Just use a normal word. Tell me like he's so good at descriptions like can you give me a little more than like the no cliff w- the cleft was long no like what no cleft in what where going which direction no. i also tried to locate where they are on the map mm. and i was like i think i have the general vicinity maybe they can see mordor at one point they look up and they can see it on the horizon yeah so they're close enough there they are no longer in the Shire. <laughs> We're long past. I really appreciated the first half of this book where pretty much all of it took place in like, there was like a triangle of areas between mm-hmm. which all of the, it was like, what's it called? Edoras, mm-hmm. Helm's Deep, and Isengard mm-hmm. were like the, the main, and then, yep, those are all you and then know. if they weren't in one of those three places, they were traveling to one of those three places. Pretty I'm like, much. great. I know where you are. Yep. Perfect. Doing good. Great. Doing great. Good. Now I'm like a mountain. And that's, I think you will have like maybe two places that Frodo and Sam actually go to. Otherwise they're in the wild. Yeah. Uh, in all honesty, I was just imagining that they were on a random mountain, like in, I was literally picturing random mountain landscape from Zelda Breath of the Wild again. There you go. Yeah. Everything in my head is just... I mean, that probably fits. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Such a good game. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Yes. So, they are in a sticky pickle and don't know, they like, don't know where they are. And they don't know how to get to where they need to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, hmm, if only you had just been in a large group of people that had at least three, had at least two people who knew where they were yeah, or knew how is, to get to places. One of them is now a pincushion. Oh, I was thinking of, <laughs> I bet Legolas and Aragorn oh, would yeah. be at least somewhat helpful. Yeah. Like, Probably. in in a ranking of, like, who could figure out where they are and how to go and which way, which path to go, mm-hmm. it would be, like, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Gandalf, sure, but <laughs> honestly, I just don't count him anymore. No, I'm just... I'm like, he's doing his own thing. Exactly. You can't, you can't count on Gandalf he's, too much. Yeah. He's, he's playing his own game over here. Exactly. I'm also trying to rank in my head the rest of the Fellowship and pulling, like, other random characters, like... Bill the Pony would probably do a better job of directing them to Mordor than Merry or Pippin would. Oh, Bill the Pony! <laughs> I forgot about him! Bring back those feelings. 
Bill the Pony. He's doing well. I hope he's doing, I hope he's living his best life. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. Yeah, so St- Sam just keeps looking around being like, hmm, wow, it doesn't seem that we can, like, we keep trying. Oh, oh I, so I like this. He says, what a fix. That's the one place in all the lands we've ever heard of that we don't want to see any closer. And that's the one place we're trying to get to. I was just like, yeah, Sam, we we see the irony here. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Yeah. And then Frodo is also kind of similar mm-hmm. because this exchange kind of made me laugh because Frodo's like having his own like existential thoughts and conversations and he's like rethinking all of the choices mm-hmm. and, and Sam is like, uh, I mean, we'll probably be good with lame bus. I could really go with some bread right. and some beer. That would be great. Such a hobbit move. Frodo's and then mean, like, yeah. Frodo it. literally says, it is my doom, I think, to go to that shadow yonder so that a way will be found. But will good or evil show it to me? And then further down, yeah, Sam is like, a bit of plain bread <laughs> and a mug. I half a mug of beer would go down proper. I lugged my cooking gear all the way from the last camp. And what use has it been? Not to make a fire with for a start and not to cook not even grass and it's like okay sam okay thanks i'm also balance each other a little bit i'm gonna try and stop myself every now and then i'm (laughs) gonna make myself stop reflect and be like are you really ragging on sam right now maybe okay take a step back you're ragging on sam a little bit yeah a little it's okay that was that was generous Uh, at least he's i don't know he's i mean he's he balances frodo out it's kind of frodo gets very broody in this section of the book. Are we talking like Order of the Phoenix Harry? We're we talking Order of the Phoenix Harry. <laughs> Look at me! <laughs> like, Great, I'm in. Everything is awful. There's no point. What am I doing? Yeah, which actually Sam is a we see a lot of that. glimpses of that mm-hmm. in this chapter mm-hmm. where every now and then there are notes where Sam will be like, he noticed that Frodo's voice was all of a sudden very dark mm-hmm. and stern or... Mm-hmm. He stopped and looked very contemplative, and you see glimpses of of all of that. Yeah. Um, and then they start wondering about Gollum. Oh, which, by the way, we haven't even mentioned... So the yeah. name of the chapters, The Taming of Smeagol. Yes. Smeagol. Smeagol. Everyone's gonna hate us. Spoiler alert! Like, I never would have guessed that Smeagol slash Gollum would show up in this chapter really? if not for the name of this chapter. Like, the naming of yeah. this chapter is the only thing where I was like, oh, so I guess we'll see Smeagol soon. Yeah. I would not have known it because... I mean, it wasn't... He's been, like, building up to it. I mean, yeah, but they they talk about, like, hmm, I haven't seen him in a while. So I guess I would have been like, oh, I bet we'll see him soon. But mm-hmm. I never would have been like, oh, he's going to show up in this, this chapter, chapter and yeah. join their gang. Mm-hmm. Is he what you expected? Is that jumping too far ahead in the chapter? We'll get there. Okay. We'll get okay. there. Okay. It is what I expected and worse. Yes. But like in a good way. He's so gross. You know? Yeah, so they're talking about Gollum mm-hmm. and they're like, hmm, I haven't seen him in a while. And then Sam says, I'll give him Gollum in his throat if I get my hands on his neck. And this one I was like, is Gollum a word? Oh, like a legitimate yeah. Word that's used as like a gurgle in the throat or something. I think, and this is more coming off of the movie because I haven't read the books in a long time. But in the movie, at least, it's a it's kind of like a choking sound that he makes. Okay, he kind of like coughs. coughs. I can't do it. I can't do it. And like it's it's done really well in the movie, and it's kind of like you see in the chapter here too, like an involuntary thing. Google is not helpful. It defines the word Gollum as a person who bears the traits or has the characteristics of Gollum in J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. He might have, that's like a, there's a monster called a golem with one L, and I think it's essentially a golem creature. Okay. It's like a goblin-y, yeah, and it, <clears throat> slimy, gross. Yeah, I didn't know if like Gollum was some old archaic word that meant like phlegm or something you know like <laughs> a great thought phlegm in the throat yeah. and, and tolkien found that word one time in a dictionary when he, he was like 15 and was like i'm gonna use that word one day i would not at all be surprised if that's the case <laughs> but uh, i'm pretty sure he made it up and it's just, it's kind of again we'll talk about the weird way that Gollum talks when we get there Yes. Um, but it, yeah, it's kind of an involuntary thing and also like a reactionary sound, I feel like. Like a interjection, okay. if you will. So. Okay, got it. And then they, so they're walking around trying to get off of, this is, they're on 
They're on the mountain that I never know how to say, which is Imminmuel. Imminmuel? Sure. I think. Great. That's how I say it in my head. I don't know. But yes, they're on. I was gonna. I'll just do it. How do you pronounce the name of Gimli's father? Thank you. <laughs> I was, hoping I was sitting here contemplating. I'm like, should I bring this up for probably the fourth episode in a row? I need this to be like, but a I don't care because this is this is my podcast. I need so what you do to I check care? in with everybody and get their opinion and find out that Ethan is I, wrong? I tweeted out what I think is a very funny I joke. Think, did you see? I responded. Just said rude. Oh no! Wow, by an overwhelming vote right now and by overwhelming i mean eight people <laughs> voted for the, um eight people pronounce it as the first option of the first gl- option. Glowing. 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 i will die on this hill i prefer gloin as well because yeah. it's so much easier to say anyway anywho lord of, the rings. lord of the rings so they come to a cliff <laughs> And I have and this, no idea visually what it looks like. Um, they're I'm just imagining they like they're on an endless they're on, they're on a mountain obviously, mm-hmm. and they came to an edge where they're like, oh, we can get down from here because this looks like the side of this ledge and cliff is somewhat climbable, mm-hmm. and it's not an absurd amount of distance to the ground that yeah. it's insane for us to climb down. Yeah, and so this is what they will be doing. For the first half of the chapter, and that is my issue, is they spend the first half of this chapter climbing down a cliff. It's true. The first half of the... At first I was like, oh, it's the first third of the chapter? Okay, I mean... And then Tolkien drags it out because... So what what happened was... Is so they get to the cliff and they... Oh, so this is another thing where I was like, what does that word mean? Mm -hmm. 18 fathoms. What's a fathom? Tolkien using words. Frodo looks down and says, it would be a big jump still about 18 fathoms. Is oh, a yeah. fathom mm-hmm. a length of... Yes. Why? <laughs> that and that makes real. me mad Hold because on. the word fathom often is used for like, oh, I can't even fathom that. Right, yeah. So it's used in a context where it's like, I can't even imagine. It's so absurd or so unimaginable or whatever that yeah. I can't even picture in my head what that is. And to me, that does not that does not scream, this is a unit of measurement. A fathom is two yards. Okay. <laughs> Apparently. Well, why couldn't you just say 32 <laughs> yards? That's not or meters. aesthetic enough. Why couldn't he just say about 30 meters? Oh, oh, I should mention. So when they're looking for, or they're like kind of wandering around, mm-hmm. they find this area of trees and the trees are like kind of scary and they're old and gnarly looking. And this just made me like realize like, oh, the trees aren't friends yet. And I don't think these particular yeah. trees are, like, alive or mm-hmm. anything. It's not. I wasn't expecting for these trees to be ants or anything. But it just reminded me that, like, oh, the trees at this point in time, because we've gone back yep. about six days or so. Mm-hmm. In, in the timeline of the other story, I think Merry and Pippin have maybe just escaped the orcs. Yeah. Because they're three mm-hmm. days into this. So I think they've escaped the orcs and they're with Treebeard now. Mm-hmm. So, like... Things are kind of just now rolling along for the other group. Mm-hmm. And so it just, I don't know, it just kind of reminded me of like, oh, we're going back in time. Mm-hmm. The trees aren't our friends. Yep. We're kind of like regressing. Yep. Um, and then there's another point too where I was like. Yeah, there's a lot of parts in this chapter, which I think is really neat, where it does like not jump back to what's happening with Mary and Pippin and Aragorn and all them, but just kind of reminds you like. Mm-hmm kind of sticks you in the timeline of, like, what's happening on both sides and lets you know, like, you know, they're thinking about each other and they're connected stories. It's not just, you know, yeah. two completely separate things that are happening now, which yeah. I think is kind of a cool storytelling thing. Yeah. So, the, yeah, so they argue because Sam is overprotective. Some people might call it caring and a good friend. I call it annoying and clingy. So if we go hiking, <laughs> you're going to make me go, aren't you? No, I'm not going to make you go down the cliff, but if you are like, hey, I'm going to go down this cliff, I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll, wa- I'll watch you. Make sure you you don't fall to your death. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, see, so, yeah, so Frodo's like, I'm going to go down, and what Sam is like, no! What if I was carrying a bomb? I would say, can you give me the bomb? <laughs> no. No. 
And then I would just, and then when it came time for me to climb down, I would take the bomb and I would just leave it there. And then we would just walk away and pretend. And just leave the bomb there. I would just, <laughs> anonymous <laughs> tip. Hey, FBI. Oh, actually, this is for, to the FBI because I have. Hi, guys. I have not one, but two devices recording things right now. So to the FBI agents in my, in my sister's old laptop. Hope you're enjoying the show. And my iPad. Um, uh, there's a theoretical bomb on a random <laughs> woods area. I don't know where we went hiking, where we <laughs> needed to climb down a cliff, but there it is. I, I, you know, you might encounter bears in the Blue Ridge. <laughs> because <laughs> the, the obvious way to defeat a bear. Bomb. Bam. While we're Got talking it. about Legend of Zelda, works for Link. This is true. Not gonna lie, I did just spend um, today playing uh, a lot of time instead of, I needed wood and instead of just chopping down the tree, I just blew them up with bombs because it's, you don't break, you don't break your weapons that way. Mm. And um, it's also a lot quicker. So uh, (laughs) every now and then I have like, I'll be doing something as Link and I'll have an out of body experience and I'm like. I wonder what, like, the villagers are thinking right now of, like, mm. watching this crazy 17-year-old, but he's also in Breath of the Wild, like, a hundred... It's like an Aang situation. A mm. hundred years passed and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar, an airbender named Aang. Anyway. Yeah, so they're arguing and Sam's like, no, don't go down. You're gonna fall and hurt yourself. I should go down. Well, he does also have a fair point that he doesn't trust himself. So he's like... If you go, and then I go above you, and then I fall because I'm a clumsy Oh, yeah, idiot, that was another- yeah, so- I'll kill us both. So first they try- he's saying, like, yeah, I'll go first, mm-hmm. because if I'm on top, I'm more likely to slip and fall. And this- this is sound logic to me, mm-hmm. so, um, the first time in Samwise's life <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, good plan. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll go first, because that way if I slip and fall, I won't fall and knock you down. Mm-hmm. And then Frodo's like, just let me do it! And- he goes down and does it. Oh, yeah. And they also argue because Sam is like, can't we just wait until tomorrow morning? Because mm-hmm. there's a storm coming. It's getting dark. We can't see. Let's just wait. And then it says, no, not if I can help it, said Frodo with a sudden strange vehemence. Mm-hmm. So, like I said earlier, just little glimpses mm-hmm. of like, hmm, I wonder what dark force Something's is corrupting him. bothering Frodo. <laughs> so he decides to, so he goes down. He's like, I'll go down and check it out and then I'll let you know and then you can come down. And then oh great perfect timing a huge storm now my brother is calling me yes hello dear listeners this is the point in the recording process when we had to relocate to my brother's house so i could watch his dog due to circumstances i'm not going to get into but um let's just say my brother owes me big time Uh, And also, the point where we picked back up was actually a little bit ahead of where we had stopped. So, here's what happened. There was a big storm. Frodo slipped down and fell onto a ledge. And Sam was scared. And then they hear a Nazgul shriek. That was very similar to the ones that they heard when they were back in the Shire. All those many... Many years ago, and by years, I mean, of course, it was a couple of weeks, and and that's what you missed on Glee. I don't remember exactly Trying. where we are in the story. We were talking yeah. about the Nazgul. Right. The Nazgul shrieks, mm-hmm. and Frodo goes blind, yep. question mark, yep. and <laughs> there's a lot of, like, back and forth of, like, can you hear me? I can't see anything. Yeah. Can you hear me? So, at first, I liked this joke. Ah, the rope! That Sam is like, oh, drat, if only I had brought rope. Because Mm -hmm. Frodo's like, don't you have any rope? And it's like a funny callback Mm -hmm. because when they left Rivendell, Sam was going over in his head like, okay, I think I got got everything I need. I got this and this and this. Oh, no, I forgot rope. Well, hopefully we don't need it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what a funny, a, a nice funny callback. Great. And then it goes on for a while about this rope. Also, he calls him, he refers to himself as a ninny hammer, which to me sounds like um, an insult that Buddy the Elf would say. It does, yeah. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. Uh, It's not Sam's shining moment here. What is ninny hammer? Was that you or her? That was the dog. (laughs) Oh, poor thing. 
It's okay. So puke. Here, I'll move my shoes in case you puke. You don't puke in my shoes. It's okay. There you go. I think she'll be good because she already threw up. But she was not good. Yeah, he calls himself a ninny hammer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just kind of like a funny one-off word. No, they use There's that like word three frequently times. in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I feel he, like then it's Frodo kind of making fun of Sam. Yeah. Like, he remembers that he actually does have rope because the elves gave it to him in mm-hmm. Lorien. This is where we transition into... The first half of this chapter is about them climbing down this cliff and rope. Because all they do there's is... A, there's an obstacle. They're trying to overcome they, it. They talk a lot about this rope. <laughs> a lot. They talk a lot about this rope. They, they do. But So the one... There is an interesting thing with this rope. And then it will come up later when Gollum shows up. And it's this comparison of like dark and light that is really big in these chapters and like the Nazgul scream like made Frodo go blind temporarily and then once he drops the right Sam drops the rope in front of him it says he could see the gray line as it came dangling down and thought it had a faint silver sheen now that he had some point in the darkness to fix his eyes on he felt less giddy so it's kind of hang on sorry let me check something because it just occurred to me yeah Um, he drops down the rope and it like shines Mm -hmm. and this is what i think i wrote down is the rope magic yep because the elves made it (laughs) two question everything the elves touch is magic and then followed by okay kind of tired of this rope talk (laughs) it's fair but yeah they just they talk a lot about this rope and then he hauls frodo up Mm -hmm. and then they talk about the ring wraiths or Mm -hmm. nazgul or are these all the same should Mm -hmm. i like is any terminology acceptable Mm -hmm. okay cool he says, it sounded like a, uh, like a black rider, it sounded, but one up in the air if they can fly. Dun, and dun, dun. This was another thing where I was like, oh, they don't know everything that we learned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bef- like, there was, you know, 200 pages worth or whatever. Yeah. Where we learned a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that would be very helpful information for them moving forward. Mm-hmm. Ideally. And- and they don't know any of it. So nope. it's kind of like, now we're going back mm-hmm. and we're starting over. It's like, if they can fly, it's like, well, <laughs> surprise, surprise! <laughs> they can. <laughs> and then they decide to climb back down. This was all very annoying for me because it was like, why didn't Frodo just stay where he was? Because now they're climbing back down. Well, because he was down, and then see Sam pulled him stuck. up. I did it. Start. Sam afresh. pulled him back up, and then he goes back down again later. So yeah. Sam ties it, ties the rope to a tree, mm-hmm. and Frodo goes down, and then Sam comes with him. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the rope before, and I know they didn't have the rope, but like it makes it safer and easier to get down. And then a creepy thing happens where Sam kind of like tugs on the rope and the whole... Oh, this was another thing. Mm-hmm. Sam is afraid going... He's he's a little bit nervous going down and it says the rope seemed to give him confidence. Though he shut his eyes more than once. Sure, Sam, let's climb a mountain, <laughs> but close our eyes. He's secured. He's fine. <laughs> let's close our eyes. Made That'll it down. make things go great. <laughs> Um, I'm also really confused how Frodo, with a single rope and nothing else, was able to shimmy down the cliff face. Just don't question it. And not just let himself drop. That's the only, that's how gravity works. Just don't question it. Okay. (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of things I was thinking about. This is what I hate, is that Tolkien made me think a lot about a rope. He did. (laughs) He made me think a lot. He was doing too. More than I wanted to. He made me think too much about a rope. Like, if there was a pie chart of, like, where my thoughts were in this chapter, there was too large of a portion that was about rope. That's fair. I mean, the rope is a significant character in this chapter, yes. (laughs) It does a lot. Oh my gosh. Um, Anyway, so Frodo, I mean, Sam um, tugs on it. (laughs) This is another thing. He says, noodles, my beautiful rope. (laughs) Because he's tied it to a tree at the top and then they get to the bottom. And I foresaw that happening because Mm -hmm. when he was talking about like, oh, we'll tie it here and then climb down. I was like, but then you're not going to have it. Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. He just kind of tugs on it. And then the rest of the rope comes down to him. Magic! And I was like, okay, it is it's, magic. It's a little bit of a, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
It's a little too convenient. But in my extensive five minutes of research before I came over here, somebody mentioned that he invokes Galadriel's name before, and then it's like the rope responds to that and like lets loose and pulls down too. Yeah, made by Galadriel herself too, maybe. Galadriel, he murmured, nodding his head mournfully. He looked up and gave one last pull to the rope as if in farewell. To the complete surprise of both the hobbits, it came loose. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. My immediate thought was just that, oh, obviously it was Smeagol at the top and he untied it. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That is where my brain was going. I think, I don't think Smeagol is in any, like, right state of mind to know, to know that, like, oh, this rope is for the hobbits. He also can Oh, he can't touch it, though. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, but at the time I was like... That's a sign that, like, later on... That's a... What's the... That's a mystery tool for later. Have you seen that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, anyway. I was like, that's going to be a thing that in two chapters we're going to run into someone who's been secretly following them the whole time. And then he's going to be like, how did you think the rope came untied from the tree? Bethany's Surprise! (laughs) It's Aragorn's identical twin brother. That would be... (laughs) Very convenient. Mm-hmm. And I approve. I, I approve. I don't know if you should hold out for that too much. Darn. But um, I'm not saying there won't be other brothers that show up. Are they Legolas's brothers? I'd I'm love it if it was Legolas's brother. The leaves are Legolas's brothers. If it was, ju- if it was, <laughs> was Treebeard's brother. <laughs> I'd love it if Treebeard's brother showed up. Yeah. Or sister. I'm not. Well, or that's sister. an end. Well, we don't, yeah, know, where we don't know where they are. That'd wouldn't be a it, twist. Wouldn't it be wild? <laughs> so I joked that like... Oh my gosh, of all the people to awaken this old ancient power, it's Merry and Pippin. Mm-hmm. And then wouldn't it be wild of like, of all the people to stumble upon these lost ancient power trees, it's Sam and Frodo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be amazing. I just really want to find the Antwives. I'm, I know that we don't. <laughs> and that's what makes me so upset. Yeah. As I'm like Tolkien, the Intwives are probably your greatest untapped potential. You should write a aside aside from like like in a list of like people I want to know more about, but we never will. Top the list, Intwives. Second, Tom Bombadil. That's what I was Third to, is Ted Sandyman. <laughs> I love that you've just like fixated on that one super random because character. Because it's such I a random. That. Oh yeah, anyway, so Yeah, I was expecting, I was like, I want to say that, oh, the rope is magic and it came untied and came to him. And Mm -hmm. that's what happened. Mm -hmm. But another part of me wants to be like, this is going to be some clue that like in three chapters, someone will show up and be like, why, it was me, of course. You aren't such, oh, silly hobbits. You thought the rope was magic. (laughs) I I will neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. So they decide to move Onward, because once again, Frodo is, he's like, I gotta get out of here. Yep. And they are trying to find, oh, is this, oh, this was another place where Tolkien used a bunch of really specific words about the landscape, Mm -hmm. where I was like, just use normal words. (laughs) The mouth of the gully. Yeah. And he also, (laughs) there was something about like, a fisher mm. yawned, and I think that was more just to be like fancy and be creative. But I'm like, well, but that's like, what I get saying. what he meant. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I have a hard time like painting a picture in my head of things like this, because I know a fisher is like a big gap. Yeah, I've been hiking oh, yeah. before. The ground doesn't just disappear. Like where where are we? What are we doing? Why is there a great fisher somewhere? Anywho, so they they can't find any like shelter or cave or anything. So they're like, okay, I guess we'll just sleep here in the open <laughs> and um then they see ooh mm, it gets creepy ready yes it him um finally they hear a noise and who could it be but Gollum? Mm-hmm. smeagol smeagol a small black shape was moving with its limbs splayed out maybe its soft clinging hands and toes were finding crevices and holds but it looked as if it was just creeping down on sticky pads like some large prowling kind of insect kind thing of insect. You get the point. Mm-mm. And it was coming down head first as if smelling its way. And this was when I wrote down nasty. You little nasty. So I am currently rereading the Harry Potter series and I just finished book two. 
And I'm pretty sure I'm legitimately clinically arachnophobic. But and reading, right about now, yeah. reading the, like, Aragog chapter, I was, like, holding the book out and, like, uh, uh, uh. And that's yeah. kind of how I was reading this, too, because it's, it's nasty. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, it's gross. And so what I was picturing is in the video game Until Dawn, there are these, oh, what are they called? A Wendigo, that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, that was an episode of uh, Supernatural. Yeah, Wendigos are very, it's a very, um, like, common folklore kind of creature. Yeah. Um, mythical lore, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the way that the Wendigos are animated in this video game is very, just, remi- I mean, they're they're much bigger mm-hmm. than Gollum would be, but the way that they move, it reminds me very much of how he's being described right here. And it's mm. nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Aren't you glad that that's your first, like, up until now, Gollum has kind of been, like, in the shadows and, like, a pair of eyes. Yeah, he's just been, like, in my you mind. don't know what he looks like. In my mind, he's just a pair of floating tennis balls. Yep. Because that's That's all he's been eyes. up until now. And just now you know it's floating tennis balls attached to, to spider body. Attached to gross. Go. Mm-hmm. Attached to gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I should also mention that, oh yeah, so they're standing like in the open watching him and they're like, I wonder if he's going to see us. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, like, I wonder he if probably gonna... heard us talking. He can probably hear us talking now. Yeah. <laughs> Frodo's like, Sam, you should be quiet because he can hear us talking. We've been talking an awful lot, haven't we? That's right, my buddy old pal Frodo. Yeah. Um, so, so Sam says, he uh, he's come once too often for me and I'm going to have a word with him if I can. And he's fair. I'm like, no. What? With a stick. Why? With a stick. I'm like, why would you? Let's not talk to him and let's just keep going. Why do we need to turn around and address the well, golem in the been, room? He's, he's literally been following them since Rivendell? Probably, yeah. Like, for a long time. And he's clearly disgustingly creepy. I wouldn't want him just... I'd want to have it out. Like, I mean, I get it, but, like, at the same time, they're kind of... I was a little bit under the impression that, like, oh, they're afraid of him. But when Sam being like, I'm going to have a word with him, like, mm. he's a principal at a school, mm. like, trying to get a obnoxious parent in the office to be like why haven't you vaccinated your child (laughs) vaccinate your kids everyone (laughs) vaccinate um (laughs) and now dear listeners this is where the crisis occurred um and my brother's dog got very sick all over the house and i had to clean it up and obviously i let bethany leave at that point and we reconvened a week later and like I said, my brother owes me big time at this point. Welcome back, everyone. For you guys, it was a couple seconds. For Bethany and I, it was a full week. Um, I'd like to update. My brother's dog is okay now. She's great. She's, she's cute and normal. No dogs were harmed in the making of this podcast. Okay, I believe where we last left off, uh, they look over on the rocks and they see our homeboy Sneagle climbing like a creepy Spider-Man. Face first. But not the Tom Holland kind of Spider-Man. No, that's Or the Miles Morales. Precious. Or the Tobey Maguire. Or the Andrew Garfield. <laughs> or the... I almost said Gwen Stefani. That's not it. What? I was thinking of Gwen Spider-Verse. Oh. And then I was trying to think of who played her. Spider-Man. And I was like, it's not Gwen Stefani. John Mulaney Spider-Man. I don't remember. Yeah. Not the John Mulaney kind. I just washed my hands. That's why they're wet. No other reason. A creepy, gross, gecko, oh, sticky, yeah. black frog yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it, like moth man. Oh, he's so gross. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, I hate this. Yeah. Is is just everything. Yeah, and Sam is like, we're going to go have a chat with him. I'm like, right. let's not. I was very much in the camp of let's not go talk to him. And maybe this could be my personal preference for my own problems in life. But <laughs> I would just avoid it. I would just keep walking and pretend like it's not there. It's fair. But... This doesn't, this like little moment doesn't make you respect Sam a little bit more that he's not like, oh, hell no. No, because like, it. Face this and we're going to take care of this problem and I'm going to lead the way. 
Come no, because I wrote down, Sam, this is dumb. <laughs> like, the, it's like, see, because from my perspective, it's like when you're watching a horror movie mm-hmm. and the person hears a sound from upstairs and they go upstairs and you're like, why would you go upstairs? You are not in any way equipped to handle what you are going to find upstairs. And in my mind, I'm like, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee, you are not in any way equipped to handle whatever Smeagol Gollum is going to hold, uh, is going to throw at you. I'm tired of these motherfudging Smeagols on this motherfudging trip. <laughs> yeah. And so he comes slithering down and like hissing and I really don't want to do the voice. Please do the voice. I think when I was, so I think I tested out a couple different voices mm. while I was by myself and there was no one there. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll insert a couple here from yes. whatever I did. I'm going to have to practice my golem voice or something. Nice little hobbit since we didn't mean no harm, but they jump on us like cats. On poor mice's they did precious and we're so lonely, Gollum. Was that it? Was that it? Was that my Gollum voice? Um, so Smeagol says... So Smeagol. Ack! Sis! Uh... You gotta do a little, like, uh, Mushu and Mulan. Like... <laughs> Basically, just how... He does a lot of s- s- which is apparently how Visco girls laugh. Do you know what a Visco girl is? I don't really fully understand it, but apparently that's how they go. And that kind of reminds me of, of this right here. Is that an actual sound? Or I thought that was just what you type on the internet. I don't know, but I think the reason they type it is because like when they're laughing, like that's the sound that they make. I don't know how you... How would you... Kind of like know. a half laugh, this maybe. This is going to be awful audio. Kind of like when you... This will be awful audio. <laughs> kind of like when you're reading a you're reading a funny tweet and you don't actually laugh. You just go like... Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, do, you do an exhale through your nose. Also, it's just the idea. That also reminds me, we're going to, for bonus content, Yeah. I'm going to read you a Twitter thread that's very entertaining. Wait, is it the D&D one? Yeah. Oh, I did read that, but you can read it too. I don't care. We're going we're gonna to read it anyway, because awesome. I want to share it with the people, and I'm acting like they don't have access to Twitter. So, yep. Smeagol slithers down, and Sam kind of stands there with a stick. He's like, I'm going to get you. Got his big stick. <laughs> it reminds me of... Not to make another Zelda Breath of the Wild reference, but oh that's gosh. exactly what I'm going to do. When you first start out in the game, you f- you have to forage and find weapons, and one of the weapons you can use is a tree branch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but, like, there are all these videos where people are like, can you defeat Ganon with a tree branch? <laughs> and, like, it's kind of a... <laughs> anyway, so that's Sam here, just standing there with a stick ready to pounce. Yep. And Smeagol goes... Cautious, my precious. More haste, less speed. We mustn't risk our necks, must we, precious? No, precious Gollum. He lifted his head again, blinked at the moon, and quickly shut his eyes. We hate it, he hissed. Nasty, nasty, shivery light it is. It spies on us. Precious, it hurts our eyes. Where is it? Where is it? Also, I I should add a lot of these words have like extra s's in them so nasty um so i'm laughing because the way that he spells nasty has ass in it Uh, he really tolkien puts the ass in nasty uh, or smeagol uh, smeagol puts the uh, in nasty uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's great obviously then he senses the ring nearby where is it where is it my precious my precious it's ours it is and we wants it the thieves the thieves the filthy little thieves where are they my precious curse them we hates them and this is when sam is like do you think he knows we're here (laughs) and frodo's like frodo's like shh he can probably hear us Also, I like how much like in a, a movie would do, Sam saying, Sam says, what is his precious? Does he mean the, and then Frodo cuts him off. <laughs> it's like, does he mean the what? Obviously, we know the ring. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting hearing you read Gollum's like lines, I guess, because I literally cannot hear, I can't even like read these lines in my head with it not sounding like it does in the movie. 
Oh, it's really? Just very like. Uh, yeah, I have zero. Grinding and... I have zero concept right, yeah, of what the voice sounds like. So you're kind of forming. In my your own head, of I'm what... imagining something like a Stitch voice from Lilo and Stitch, yeah. but it sounds like there's gravel in there. Mm-hmm. Then. There's a note for how Gollum gets down from this mountain, which is extra creepy. It says, he seemed to be trying to twist round so as to let go legs first, when suddenly, with a shrill whistling shriek, he fell. As he did so, he curled his legs and arms up round him like a spider whose descending thread is snapped. Nope. So that's gross and nasty. Mm-mm. And then this is when, yeah, Sam just, like, beats him with the stick. Yeah, he does. <laughs> boy and then Gollum kind of starts winning meanwhile Frodo's just standing there watching, watching all of this <laughs> he's like it's like hmm interesting I wonder at what point I should jump in and help <laughs> then for yeah then Frodo does eventually jump in to help yeah and he puts he pulls out Sting his little baby knife holds it up to Gollum's throat and Gollum stops and they're debating about whether or not to kill him. So at this point, then I'm like, kill him, kill him, kill him. You're, you're going to continue that obviously, for a long time. Obviously, for the purposes of the story, I know that's not going to happen. But it's just... Is it? To me, it's really, really reminiscent of in Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban when they confront Wormtail and they learn the truth mm-hmm. in the Shrieking Shack. And Harry's like, Harry stops Lupin and serious from killing him he's like my father wouldn't want his best friends becoming murderers and it's like you owe like you owe pedigree pedigree does not deserve that much mercy and and goodwill for you to stop that and for you to also i feel like if james were alive he would have been like nah kill him kill him him. he betrayed us Go for it. James was kind of petty on this situation. Yeah, right? James was like not the upstanding person that Harry <laughs> thought he was. James 100% would have been like, nah, kill him. Yep. And then Frodo, of course, gets that nice little Gandalf conscience voice mm-hmm. speaking in his head. Mm-hmm. And it's replaying what Gandalf told him at the beginning of Fellowship. And he relives the conversation that he had with. Gandalf, when Gandalf says that Bilbo did not kill Gollum, and he says, or this is him re-remembering it. What a pity Bilbo did not stab the vile creature when he had a chance. Pity, it was pity that stayed his hand. Pity and mercy not to strike without need. I do not feel any pity for Gollum. He deserves death. Deserves death? I dare say he does. Many that live deserve death, and some die that deserve life. Can you give that to them? Then be not too eager to deal out death in the name of justice, fearing for your own safety. Even the wise cannot see all ends. So that Gandalf conscience for there he is. slipping in and uh, ruining things. How dare you? Fine, we won't kill Gollum. So it's at this point that they're like, well, we can't let him free. Mm-hmm. We can't let him, we can't let him go. They're in a bit of a We can't kill him. Here. I yeah. guess we have to take him along with us. Mm-hmm. And it's at this point that I was like, this isn't what I meant when I was like, so when I started this chapter, I was like, I really hope this is a section where like, much like the first half of this book, we're like, oh, we meet more people and we gather more friends and we gather. I was like, I really hope Sam and Frodo come across some new people soon and pass the point of friends. Oh, no. And so I was like, I was like, this isn't what I meant when I said I wanted you guys to like meet more people and make friends <laughs> and like add more friends Don't to be your nice party. To those kids at school. Yeah, I was like I this isn't what I meant at all. Well, but they do need somebody there with them. Like we opened the chapter and you even had mentioned it. They're just wandering around. They're not doing anything. They're not getting anywhere. They've kind of found somebody who can help guide them, like at least somebody who's yeah. been to Mordor and knows So yeah, so that is the caveat here is that Gollum at least knows has has been to Mordor before and he can guide them however way whichever way that is I'm just not happy about it I'm like I just wanted y'all I just wanted y'all to make more elf friends (laughs) (laughs) I just want to meet more elves yeah um Gollum is gonna lead them to Mordor the blind leading the blind (laughs) is he though 
I mean, I'm sure shenanigans will ensue. Shenanigans shall ensue. That's essentially the plot of this entire <laughs> series. I mean, it's the they're bringing series, yeah, they're but... bringing the ring to Mordor mm-hmm. to destroy it, mm-hmm. and shenanigans ensue, mm-hmm. such as Boromir's dead. <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> they, get, they get split up. They have a huge battle and win. Trees. Trees? Question mark. (laughs) So they all sit down to nap a little bit. So the other thing is that Gollum hates the sun. And so they're not going to, they're going to try not to travel during the day, but they need to rest. So they both sit down to rest a bit. And then Frodo and Sam both kind of have like a mind telepathy moment where they're like, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And they both pretend to sleep for a minute. And then Gollum runs off. Sorry, I highlighted something and I'm like, why did you, why did I highlight that? That's right, because they're talking about, I got ahead of myself. Yeah. They're talking about Mordor and everything. Gollum starts like freaking out Mm because he's imagining Sauron and Mordor and and everything. Mm -hmm. Frodo says, he will not go away or go to sleep at your command, Smeagol. And that's when I wrote down, once again, who is he? Once again, just throw, I, I mean, I know who the he is, but like, Tolkien. Like, it's not like, it's well, not I mean, like his name is a, Voldemort. That's kind of a literary. I would like, understand it if they had, sensible. I would understand it if they set up that like, oh, he who must not be named, we can't say his name. Then I would get why they never say his name. But the fact that they never say his name is just annoying. And it's just especially annoying in a book where every character is a he. Every character except for four is a he. That's generous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's me counting Tom Bombadil's wife. Wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's me and also Galadriel and Arwen, who I'm assuming mm. we're never going to see again. I would love to see Galadriel. Mm. I'm assuming we're never going to see Arwen again because I know that romance mm. isn't a focus in these it's books. Not. Oh, also, listeners, I should update you with the latest, like, spoiler update. I know that Arwen and Aragorn get married. I looked at a dumb meme that I thought had nothing to do Darn with... Darn you memes! But I... Yeah, I'm a... <sighs> yeah, so Frodo is saying that if he helps them, he'll be... Gollum will be freed of Sauron. And this is when they lie down and fake going to sleep and then Gollum tries to run away and then Sam runs after him and lasses him like a cowboy and he uses the rope from Lorien remember that magic rope it's back (laughs) did it ever go away never and um the the good magic hurts him and he said he says it hurts us it hurts us hissed Gollum it freezes it bites elves twist it curse them nasty cruel hobbits that's why we tries to escape, of course, it is precious. We guess they were cruel hobbits. They visit elves, fierce elves with bright eyes. Take it off us, hurt it hurts us. Frodo says that we'll he says, We'll take it off if you listen to us. And then once again goes into it says, Frodo drew himself up and again Sam was startled by his words and his stern voice. Mm-hmm. Also, that happens a lot with the characters where where it'll be like all of a sudden Legolas noticed. Aragorn was standing up straight and the wind was blowing in his hair and he was low surrounded his face and he was he he was no longer and Strider was gone and before him was Aragorn son of Arathorn (laughs) yeah the magic rope returns Mm -hmm. and it hurts him and so they say that if you're if you listen to us and you don't try and run away we won't try and you know put the rope on you anymore well and they also make him swear. Oh yeah, and he on swears the ring, on the ring. Which is very serious. Yes. And it's also a moment where Sam is like, What's what's this bonding moment that you guys are having? Well, it's yeah. He's I like guess. he's like he's like he's like standing there like this is weird. This is weird. Like, something, something weird something weird is yeah, happening. I mean, there's something connecting. I'm equating this in my head to you should keep in your head for future chapters when you're like, Frodo what the heck are you doing? You no, I've been be, like, you shouldn't be I've been like that this guy. since day one. You shouldn't be giving Gollum all of these chances. You know, like, it's because it's cause the ring, man. They get each other. The ring. In my head, what I'm imagining now is when any time in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, when Captain Holt and his husband, 
think his name is Kevin, anytime that they like do their version of public displays of affection, which is like the equivalent of a handshake, everyone else in the room is always watching like, is this weird? Like, should I be here? Should I look away? Like, this is weird, right? This is weird. Yeah, so, yeah. oh yeah, so, so I, ha- I actually highlighted something that's hey. pertinent, relevant to what I'm talking about. Excellent. For a moment, it appeared to Sam that his master had grown and Gollum had tr- Oh, just kidding, that wasn't what I was talking about. <laughs> it's still a good line. Oh, well. It's still relevant. For a moment, it appeared to Sam that his master had grown and Gollum had shrunk. A tall, stern shadow, a mighty lord who hid his brightness in gray cloud, and at his feet, a little whining dog. Oh, I, and I remember why I highlighted that, because I was like, oh... Sam's gonna be jealous because up until now he's been Frodo's weird dog friend. <laughs> Analogy. Yeah. Well, that I hate that I that I I, yeah, I don't think I can emphasize enough how much I hate it. I hate oh I hate I hate this. It's it's weird, I hate it so much. I did in my five minutes of research, uh somebody pointed out like there's very different dog imagery between the two of them and like whenever it mentions like Sam also weird in like dog metaphors <laughs> it's more in like the sense of like loyal and loving and like he'll follow him wherever and like gonna protect you kind of way and everything that you get with Gollum is very like kind of a beaten dog that just really wants your love and affection and is like gonna grovel at your feet in a gross kind of way for it Ugh, like see I don't like either of those well, in both of those situations, I'm like, I mean, equating it, to they need love. Is, they both need love. I don't, it's just not good imagery. And it's interesting that both of them are compared. To I see what dogs, you mean, though. I see what you mean. But it's like a yeah. very different kind of cool and like, great. Yeah. Tolkien, if you're listening, if you're listening, I still don't like it. <laughs> I, I, understand, like it. I understand what you're saying. Appreciate the I, I totally get it. Yeah. But um, I don't like it. Um. <laughs> And then, um, so Frodo tells Sam to take off the rope, and I highlighted this. Reluctantly, Sam obeyed, because I have a feeling that's going to be a mood for, for a the mood. next for the next while. Yep. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be Sam's character for, for, for a while. Reluctantly, Sam obeyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll figure out what happens after that. Oh, How does this chapter Gollum, end? Uh, yeah, so this weird change comes over Gollum. Yeah. All right, because he's there's like... The, there's the beaten dog imagery again. It says, At once, Gollum got up and began prancing about like a whipped cur whose master patted it. <laughs> so it's this really bad imagery of like this horribly beaten and abused animal that's finally gotten some affection and he's just going over the top with it. And so he's weirdly like trying to <laughs> impress them and trying to help Fred them is, out and like being a little too helpful. Fred is like Regina George, like, why are you so obsessed with me? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Oh, and then they just walk in the general, what is it, eastward direction, I think. I'm trying to orient myself for where they are and where Mordor is in relation to them. Yeah. East, north, west, south, uh, pick one. I'm sure it's go. one of those. There's only one way across between the north end and the south end. I found it, I did. Orcs don't use it. Orcs don't know it. Oh, that's right. They're going to the marshes. And this is significant because the next chapter is called... The passage of the marsh. It is hella <laughs> creepy. And and that's where we we leave them. They're they're running off into the night. Into the end. Together, yeah. and Sam Sam of, is just there. What do you think of the Gollum Smeagol multiple personality type thing? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Because. I'm not like I'm not sure what to make. I'm not sure exactly what to make sense of it yet. Like if I'm supposed to be like, oh well, those are his. I'm sure there are very smart people out there who are like, <laughs> oh well, the two sides represent the duality of humanity and how humanity is always constantly battling their inner voice. I'm just like, I think that's the ring, the whatever version of Gollum became because of the ring, probably conflicting with who he was before the ring, since he doesn't have the ring now. And he's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, nice. I'm so disoriented because I don't know how I need you to ask I normally me do. the book question. What's the book question? About what book I would recommend. Oh, well, it's not necessarily, but well, first of all, okay. 
Bethany Pyle, that brings us to the end of this chapter. What did you think of that chapter? Do you have any, is there, is there anything we, we missed? Because I know, I know our conversation was very, <laughs> I don't even remember what we talked about before. Complicated, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that we got all of it. I think it's a really interesting chapter, which might be because I know a little bit more about the story. I kind of know what's being set up and what's being foreshadowed, mm-hmm. um, obviously a little bit more than you do. It's funny because, like, there's definitely things that I pick up on is, like, that's definitely foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it's, it's foreshadowing, that away. but I know, I know at some point I'm going to be like, that's it. Yeah, that's there it. There it is. You'll come back it to it foreshadowing that Frodo's a werewolf. You got it. Got him. I got it. Um, but, yeah, I think... I kind of like dark, creepy literature a little bit more, and there's definitely a shift between the first and the second half. Like, it's a little bit more dark and spooky. Uh, it's going to get a little bit more dark and spooky. That is keep going. That is right up my alley. So. I think you'll enjoy that. I think you'll like the marsh full of dead people. Uh, it's full of dead people? Oh my Bear gosh. It be full of dead people. I'm real excited. I'm real excited. I hope I didn't just hype it up for you now. You had me at Marsh Full of Dead People. Um, all right. What so if there is a piece of media that you would like to recommend you would like to recommend to people, if they enjoy Lord of the Rings um, or elements of Lord of the Rings, what would you recommend? Okay. So my favorite book series that I have gotten multiple people hooked on, and I will get you hooked on it too. Oh jeez is the series is called Mistborn. The first book is technically called The Final Empire. It is my favorite book. By Brandon Sanderson? By Brandon Sanderson. Um, Have you read it? Well, I hate to do this Don't to you. Don't you dare say no, a word no, against... No, 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 no. I love Brandon Sanderson. Uh-huh. I believe Norman, who was on the previous episode, recommended that. Dang it! He has excellent <laughs> taste, everyone. Uh, Brandon said, I, I have tri- I've tried reading... The first Mistborn, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get into Why? it. What? Why? Like I don't know, and it didn't make any sense to me because yeah. I um, one of my favorite book series ever is another one of his series, um, the Steelheart books. Yeah, okay. And then, so I was like, oh, I'll try reading Mistborn because everyone talks about it and says it's great. Um, especially if you like this author and I could not get into it. Like it was one of those things where like I tried restarting it several times and mm. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, that's. That's tough when you're like. So maybe I need to start a podcast about it. I'm not I think gonna so. Maybe you know what? Start a podcast about it and then invite me on. And then invite you on. Perfect. Yeah. What I really want to start a podcast on after Tolkien is the American Girl doll books. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly, got some great content. To clearly, start with. there's a lot to talk about because, and it's so funny because I guarantee if you talk to any girl age between may, maybe like age. 18 to 38, yeah. they will have some connection to a American girl. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not even, t- and I'm talking about the OG girls, not these like new girls that are coming oh, yeah, out who are like. actually historical. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the, the OG girls who lived through the depression, lived through <laughs> immigration and watch their friend die on a ship get your flu shot everyone (laughs) who who lived in colonial williamsburg and tamed a horse (laughs) hey there it's future mary clay believe it or not this was only the beginning of all of the american girl (laughs) of all of the american girl content i cut probably 10 minutes worth of american girl content um, plus a whole lot more. I'm talking like 20 plus, maybe even 30 plus minutes worth of cut content from this episode. And you want to know how you can access that? By going to patreon.com slash Pod and becoming a 11z's patron. And that's how you can access the cut content from this week. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, every time I remember how much we talked about the American Girl Dolls, I just laugh a little bit more. All right, have fun. That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBE. To learn more about shows on the network, go to WBE.org. Might I also suggest listening to Hello from Elsewhere, which features past guests, Valerie and Casey, and they're amazing and pleasant and wonderful people, and you'll hear more about them now. 
Hi, I'm Valerie. And I'm Casey. And we're a married couple who loves to travel through fictional worlds. On our podcast, Hello from Elsewhere, we dive deep into the themes and characters of movies and books, all through a positive lens. We explore all your biggest questions, like what is Steven Spielberg's obsession with father figures? What is the history of fictional maps? And why are animated foxes so attractive? Oh, Robin Hood. From Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and Jane Austen. To Star Wars, Marvel, and classic Hollywood. If it's pop culture, we're interested in exploring the meaning behind it. With new episodes every other Friday, come visit us in Elsewhere. The cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. Support him on Instagram at graphite.vmb. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod and Facebook. The Facebook group is a fun time. Are you in the Facebook? Have you I been am. in the Facebook? Yeah. Did you see the Hobbit's Milk thing? I haven't watched that. You either. have to watch it. It's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my fair warning, oh, lang- language warning. Language. Since this is a family okay. language, this is a family. Yeah, this is a family <laughs> friendly show. Um, so if you watch the video, don't watch it with your. <laughs> I'm just remembering. They can smell the milk, Jacob. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MC WhatsApp and Instagram at MC Turn Down for What. And you can support the podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod. I can't remember off the top of my head right now who the sponsor of the week is, so future Mary Clay will jump in and tell you now. Why, thank you, past Mary Clay. The sponsor for this week's episode is Katie Knight. Thank you, Katie, so much for your support. It means so much to me. And I couldn't be doing this show without support from people like you. I feel like I'm doing the end of a PBS show, but really, truly, I do mean it. Thank you so much for your support. This is what happens when I don't prepare my notes like I usually do. It's fine. Uh, Bethany, do you have any final parting words for the audience? Get your flu shot, vaccinate your kids, support your local newspaper, (laughs) vote in November. And that's what I'm talking about. towels. Okay. She, yeah, she threw up and she trailed it like all over the house. I couldn't get to her and she kept walking around and throwing up everywhere. I'm a great sister. You're the best sister. You deserve so much for doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want me to stop your recording or anything? No, I want to, I want to capture all of this. <laughs>